Welcome to Simple Church Online, everybody. I, I am so excited you're joining us today. No matter where you're joining us from, we're just ecstatic that you're here to join us. You know, I think if it's your first time tuning in today, you're going to realize there's something really, really special going on right now in your world. And that's if you happen to reach outside the window and pull the curtain aside, you're going to see that there's actually pigs flying outside your window right now, because that's a, I'm finally here to deliver a message. Uh, my name is... Uh, Derek Smith, I'm the creative pastor here, and uh, I don't get an opportunity to this very much, and so when I do, I'm incredibly thankful and incredibly grateful to be here to deliver the message for you guys today. Uh, it's only been seven years, so I figure it's about time, right? You know, we've been going through the season of COVID, and it's been kind of tough on a lot of people. Um, there's been a lot of bad, but there's also been a ton of good. You know, we've been able to slow down our lives and been able to reach new friends, been able to reconnect with old friends been able to do some pretty cool stuff. You know, uh, I myself have done two things during COVID season. One, I've taken up gardening. Um, and, and two, I've taken up trying to find a better name for gardening that's more macho or masculine. And that is the one I have uh, been unsuccessful at. I have, however, been pretty successful at gardening. Um, certainly don't think I probably look at a gardener, but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun during this COVID time. But, you know, those are the positives. But, you know, there have been some negatives. You know, during COVID, there's a lot of people who, who their lives have slowed down. They've taken time and stepping back from a lot of things that used to bring them joy, a lot of things that used to bring them passion, a lot of things that used to rejuvenate them. And they've just generally kind of just disengaged from what they used to do a lot of. You know, at one time, maybe they felt really, really close to God. They felt like they were spiritually growing. They felt like they knew God. They felt like he was working in their lives. They could sense his presence everywhere they went. And during COVID, They've just gotten reserved. They've gotten disengaged. You know, they've, you know, maybe if, if you serve at Simple Church, maybe you've gone through growth track, you've figured out what your purpose is, but now you're really struggling to walk that out. Now you're struggling to find that passion to actually do what God has called you to do. And if that's you and you found yourself during this time, you found yourself disconnected, you found yourself reserved or, or disengaged, I'm, I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to the people who feel like they've lost their spiritual passion. And if you have lost that passion, you've lost that enthusiasm, you've lost maybe some intimacy with God, you know, maybe you've actually lost some of your faith along the way. I'm telling you right now that I understand. I've been where you're at. I think we all have been a lot of time in our life. You know, when I was young, when I first got saved, I was, I was in my, teen, my late teens. Uh, it was kind of when I really called myself saved. And when I first got saved, man, life looked really different. I was super excited. I was super passionate about spreading the love of God and sharing the word of God everywhere I went. I, I wore the crazy t-shirts and said, like, pick Jesus or like, Jesus isn't for everyone. Just kidding. Like, that's, that's literally the way that I could do it. You know, my, my faith story started uh, because I was in a band. And so I was actually able to use my talents and my gifts to, to literally share the love of God. And that was something that I was super passionate about. And I brought that back with me to, to our church. I did a lot with our church, man. I, I served everywhere I could because I wanted to serve. I was passionate about God and doing what he called me to do, which at the time was just serve, use my gifts and serve. So everything from the worship team to I served on our production team. I made lyrics. I started cleaning bathrooms. I started serving in our youth group, started serving on our parking team. Anything I could do to serve, I was doing it because I was passionate. 
you know, I remember a time when my pastor at the time came to me and said, Derek, I know you've, you're into visual art stuff, and I don't know if you've ever had a chance to do this, but would you be interested in creating a slide and graphics for my sermon? And I got to tell you, man, that was a time in my life that everything changed. Because I was a visual artist. I love creating uh, graphic design and stuff like that. And so I used that opportunity to really step into something that would inevitably be the, the rest of my life and, and pursuing my calling for Jesus. And it was incredible. And I had been praying for that and asking God to, to help me find a place to, to introduce that into, into our church and into my life. And so far, that was the, the first time it really did. And I loved it. And so for the next couple of years, I served in that capacity. I created design. I created graphics. I created video. And it was nothing I could do made me more excited than that. And I loved it. You know, time went on a couple of years and our church started to kind of fade and started to get kind of burnt by some of the things that our church was doing. And inevitably our church closed. Now, by this time I was married to Kyle and we had had our daughter. And so we started looking for another church. And so we got involved in a C3 church in Pickerington. And I started serving there again on the worship team and a couple other places, but just felt disconnected. Again, I had been hurt by this other church so badly and by leadership there. And it just was a void in my life that, that I just couldn't do anymore. I couldn't get excited about serving. So even though I was serving, my heart wasn't in it. Right? I was just doing the motions. I was going through what I knew I was supposed to do. And so I was, so I was living that life. I had, I had lost spiritual enthusiasm. I had lost passion. You know, the, the pastor Conan there, um, he asked me at one point, he came to me personally and said, hey, I'm working on this, this new series. I would love for you to create the graphics for it. Would you be willing to do that? And I told him, of course, at the time, like, yeah, I'd love to. That's going to be awesome. Let's do it. And I did it. And to his face, I, I said that. But when I got home, I couldn't, I couldn't get excited about it. I couldn't find passion in it. I remember talking to my wife and saying, you know, why, this, I'm just not super excited about creating this. Like, it's, it's a great opportunity, and I love that he thought so much about me to, to ask me to do it, but I was struggling to find passion for it. And I created it, you know, resisted, but I, I did, and I gave it to him, and he loved it, and, and I was happy, and that felt really good, but there was still part of that that just my heart wasn't in it. And because of that, I, I started, I turned to God, and I prayed, and I said, you know, what is it that, what is it that's causing this, this rift? What is it calling me to feel disconnected from my work here? Why, why is it here? And that's when God pointed out to me, and he said, you know, you are complaining about something that you originally asked me for. You're complaining about something that originally you so badly wanted and prayed for, and now you're complaining about it. And that was the moment that I had to pray and realize that, yeah, that, that's where I was at. I had lost spiritual enthusiasm. I lost my passion. So that's for you today. If, if you're hearing that and you're like, dude, that is where I am at. I love that you're here with us. And this whole message is hopefully designed to help you get your passion back. You know, we're in week five of uh, our Stay Positive series, and this is a big part of staying positive, is finding your passion, finding your purpose, like we talk about in Growth Track, and stepping into it. You know, I, I believe that there are two, truly two types of people in this world. There are those who let their circumstances influence their enthusiasm, and there are those who use their enthusiasm to influence their circumstances. Now, basically what that means is there are those who let their, their upbringing, their finances, their world, their work, their job, their kids, their marriage, whatever it is, they let that dictate their enthusiasm. That holds them down from being excited about God, about their marriage, about those things, because they're tied down to it. The other type, of course, is those who use their enthusiasm 
to influence their circumstances. Those who use their passion for God, their passion for serving, for passion for whatever they're doing to influence everything around them. You know, and I think as we're talking about enthusiasm, we've said that multiple times, and I think it's important for us to know what that means. So enthusiasm is actually rooted in a Greek word, two Greek words, which is entheos or antheos. On literally meaning in, and theos, like theology, meaning God. The word enthusiasm literally is rooted to filled with God. That's why generally when you say someone's enthusiastic, they're joyful, they're excited, and they're phenomenal to be around. Enthusiasm is not a product of our environment as much as it is a posture of our heart. It is born out of an intimacy with God. It's born out of a love for him and a love for everything that we get to do with him and through him and in him, in God. You know, Paul says uh, in Corinthians, says, but thank God he gives us glo- uh, victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. I love this. I mean, this, this is the point right here. You work enthusiastically for the Lord. There's something special there, if you watch that, because it, it's, it's talking about the work that we do. We don't just do it for the Lord, but we do it enthusiastically, which we know that word means in God. So we do it for him, but we also do it with him. We also do it in him. That's incredible. Um, you know, there's a, a big part of that statement that what it's kind of saying is it's not so much what you do. Again, it's not the work that you get to do or that you do do that makes it meaningful. It's who you're doing it for, in God, with God, for God. You know, when I first saw, when I first heard this, I was kind of skeptical because I didn't really get what it meant. I was like, you know, it's, it's what we get to do. We get to do it for God. That's, that's pretty incredible, but it's, it's the who. One of the easiest ways that I can correlate this back to is, is vacuuming. So it's, it's a chore around the house that I just loathe. I don't like vacuuming. It's like mowing the grass, but indoors and boring, and it's terrible. And I'm sure my wife is somewhere screaming, yes, that I'm even talking about this right now because I just, I just don't enjoy it. And I've always pushed back and I've always like, no, you do the vacuuming, I will find something else to do. But it wasn't until I realized my wife told me that she loved when I did it, that it started to make a difference on, on how I viewed it. Because see, it wasn't what I did that was meaningful, but it was who I did it for. I realized that when I vacuumed, that meant something to her. That it, that, it, that it spoke to her and that she loved it. And therefore, I took it on very differently. I guarantee you, I look like a ridiculous person vacuuming now in my house because I, I'm pretty much there vacuuming and I'm just looking back at my wife like, you seeing this? And, I, and I'm trying to do it like, you, 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 you seeing this? I'm just doing it for you, baby. I'm, I'm doing this for you, right? That is what my vacuuming has turned into. So I know that at the end of the day, it's not what I'm doing that makes it meaningful. I'm, but who I'm doing it for. I'm doing, I'm, I'm vacuuming now specifically for my wife because it, it does nothing for me, right? I think, I think if we are willing to do work for the Lord, it transforms something mundane, it turns everything mundane into something really, really meaningful. That vacuum is a boring job. It's mundane, it's tedious, no one wants to do it. I certainly don't want to do it. But I'm doing it for the right reasons and for the right person 
to transform something mundane into something meaningful. A great example of this, if you attend Simple Church, there's, there's a woman in our church named Miss Sylvia. Miss Sylvia is enthusiastic. She's exciting. She has the best hug. She's got the greatest smile. And every time you walk through the doors of Simple Church, she, she's just a ball of energy. Now, a lot of people might not know what Sylvia's world looks like, you know, when she, even though she might struggle with health things and she's got a lot going on in her world and in her life, that never diminishes her enthusiasm. That never diminishes her passion for loving every person who comes to the doors of Simple Church. Something mundane into something meaningful. You know, specifically with her, there was a moment when we first went into this COVID season where we were trying to make phone calls. We decided that, you know, we want to reach out to everyone at Simple Church and make personal phone calls so people know that we're still here, we still love them, we want to connect with them, and we still love to see their face at our gatherings or online. And myself in the room, I'm looking like, oh, I don't like making phone calls. I don't want to. I love people. I love people. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to make phone calls. I just don't like being on the phone. So I, I went into it with the wrong attitude for sure. But I did it. I did it. I'm sure some of y'all got my phone calls. But when that task was given to Miss Sylvia, she took such great delight in it. She did it with passion. She did it with enthusiasm. And we got such amazing stories back from the people that she called, the lives that she touched because she was willing to do it for the right reason. She made those phone calls. They might have been mundane to most people, but on Theos. She did it filled with God, filled with the purpose of God and in the presence of God. And it changed the lives of everyone that she called. That is amazing. The sad thing about enthusiasm is that, like most things, if you have something, you can lose it. I think that's super important to talk about. I'm going to do that by talking about someone from the Old Testament. I'm going to talk about David. Now, David was a person who, as a young person, was the most passionate, spiritually charged, and enthusiastic young person that I think I ever read about in the Bible. You know, as a kid, as a young guy, he was filled with Theos. As a king, he lost it. The Bible talks about when the Philistine army was going to war with the Israelites. Now, I think we need to back up this a little bit because war started, was a little bit differently back then. There was times when people would go to war and really they would elect one person from their army to step up and battle one other person from the other army. And then the victor of that skirmish kind of was like, you know, that was the, the, the winner of the war. So it wasn't like a thousand people fighting a thousand people all the time. Sometimes it was one and one. So the Philistines elected what the Bible calls as a giant. His name was Goliath. He steps onto the scene and intimidated everybody. And the Israelite army just completely was in fear. They didn't know what to do. No one was willing to step up and fight this giant. No one was willing to step up and fight, except for one kid who wasn't even supposed to be there. David stepped into the scene, and he was actually running errands. He wasn't even supposed to be in the battle. He wasn't a soldier. And he stepped up as this little shepherd and said, I'll take on that challenge. David had spiritual enthusiasm. The book of Samuel says that David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. All right? This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, 
on CEOs. Can you imagine being a small shepherd boy with not part of the army, no training, nothing, that just steps onto the scene and says that to a giant, says that to Goliath? That's just, it's almost unfathomable. That is, that is, that there's no such thing as human confidence in a situation that could have led to that. You know, the last few weeks we've talked about uh, God confidence and what that requires in your life. This right here is God confidence, right? That is raw, unparalleled, spiritual passion on Theos. Where did David's enthusiasm come from? I mean, this, this is huge. You know, this is, this is a shepherd boy charging a giant, fighting a giant with very little, with a slingshot, basically. Where does he come off with this much passion and this much enthusiasm that he thinks he's going to win? It comes from three things. David did three things daily. He trusted God daily. He walked with God daily. And he worshiped God daily. Daily is really the big thing here. I would love if you guys put it in the comment section, put it in the online campus daily. He did three things daily. You know, what that means that he trusted God daily, there's multiple stories in the Bible where it talks about all that David accomplished, right? He did a lot. You know, when he was, when he was a young shepherd, you know, he fought lions and bears while he was shepherding his sheep. And, and that takes an incredible amount of trust to know that you're going to be able to fight them and come off on the other side victorious. So when you've already fought off lions and bears, trusting God the next day that you're going to be able to defeat, the, defeat this Philistine, that's trust right there. You know that you can go into battle and you will win today and you can win tomorrow. He also walked with God daily. You know, there's an incredible psalm that I think a lot of people have heard before. It's Psalms 23. It's called David's Psalm. I think it's important because it really talks to what we're going to get into here in a little bit. And that psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. You protect me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That statement is full of passion. It's full of untheos. He knows that he walks with God daily. Daily. I mean, that statement isn't made by someone who's attending church once a week. That statement isn't, attend, isn't stated by someone who goes in to online campus and watches it and then leaves 20 minutes early and then goes and does something else. David was walking with God daily. You know, I think there's a big part of this where a lot of us think that, hey, we go to church on Sunday, we probably pray at church on Sunday, but the rest of the week, we're stagnant. The rest of the week, we're, we're just not there. We're there when we're at church. We're walking with God on Sunday. Not always every day, not daily. You know, and the third thing he did is he worshiped God daily. I love the story in the Bible when it talks about the ark coming to the city. And, and it says that David danced and he sang and everyone around him was embarrassed. His wife came up to him and was like, what are you doing? There's a couple of different passages or parts of the scripture that talk about that he's basically naked. And she's just like flabbergasted. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, nope, I, I am worshiping the Lord. Watch me worship. And he did. And, and that's it's pretty incredible to, to, to look at. I, I've always loved that. But, 
you know, there, there's a part of trusting God, walking with God, worshiping God daily that will inevitably fill us with God. It'll keep us full of God. Now, David did have two seasons in his life as a kid, talks about, and then as a king. As a kid, he had passion. He had ansios. He had enthusiasm. But as a king, he totally lost it. You know, the Bible talks about, it says, at a time when kings go to war in springtime, David stayed home. Now, that's important because originally David went to battle when he wasn't supposed to be there. And now as an adult, he stayed home. Now, David was somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. He did something, or he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. He did something he certainly shouldn't have done. And lots of people lost stuff they shouldn't have never have lost. You know, I think too many times in our life, we, we were like that. We're doing something we shouldn't do. We see things we shouldn't see. We're in places we shouldn't be. And we totally lose sight of God. He's way over there. We are way over here. We fall into some sin. We fall into temptation because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. In David's life, let me contrast this a little bit. So it says, with enthusiasm, David ran into the battle to serve his God as a kid. Then as an adult, as a king, it says, with apathy, David walked on the roof to serve his comfort. He ran into battle as a kid and then he stayed home. Even from the start, before he did anything else, before he fell, fell into the sin and temptation of the world, he stayed home. He wasn't supposed to be there. You know, how did a man with such enthusiasm turn into this king? I can tell you right now, it is simply because he took his eyes off his calling and put it on his comfort. Took his eyes off his calling and put it on his comfort. Which best describes you? Are you charging into your spiritual battles? Are you charging into life? Are you charging into your, your day with passion, with zeal, with ferocity, with the love of God right there burning inside of you? Or are you just sitting at home comfortable? Are you being complacent? You know, COVID-19 has been... It's been a tough time, as we've talked about. And I think it makes it easy for us to fall into two extremes. Loving God, serving God, walking, talking, trusting with God every day, daily, or completely disengaged from everything. I think the people that fall into that second camp, they get filled with fear. They lose their joy. They lose their purpose. What was once a burning passion within them, a true calling to serve God, has been replaced with comfort. Where are you at? Where are you at with this? Do you know what your calling is? Do you know what your purpose is? Are you walking that out? Do you have joy? Do you have passion? Do you have ansios? Or are you just full of complacency and really comfortable? Now, I, I have certainly been there in that comfort moment when it was easy for me to, to serve and it was easy for me to go through the motions, but it was really hard for me to, to have on CEOs. I had no passion for it. You've got to get your passion back. You know, put in the comments. I would love for you guys to interact with me. Has there been something that you've been passionate about 
And even if it's not serving God, maybe it's something else. Maybe you were once passionate with your marriage, with your, with your kids, with your work, with your job, with your school, with whatever it is you were really passionate about before, and now you've started to lose that passion. You started to lose that connection, lose that enthusiasm with. I'd love for you guys to tell me if there's something that you guys have been struggling with, if you're, if you're open to that. You know, there's, after the, the story of everything that David got into, uh, Nathan, the, the prophet, he kind of he goes to him and puts him on blast. And the Bible says that David cries out to God in, in Psalm uh, 51. And it says, and this is what David said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. How different is this from that other psalm? How different is this is he walks beside me, he, he provides me for me a table, he comforts me, he protects me. This is very, very different David, right? Renew me. Rekindle the love that I used to have. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. When you lose enthusiasm, when you lose your purpose, God's not saying you're done. God's saying you can get it restored. You can be rejoiced. You can be refilled. You can be renewed. You can get it back. You can get your passion back. You know, Jesus said to the church in Ephesus in, in, in Revelations, he said, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen and repent. Do the things you did at first. Pay attention here, because this is super, super important, I think, if you notice that it says, do the things you did at first. You know, passion on theos is not a feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't say, feel the things you did at first. It doesn't say, think the things you did at first. It doesn't say, talk about the things you did at first. It says, do the things you did at first. You don't necessarily feel enthusiasm all the time. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be junk that you're going to go through. That's all right. Do the things you did at first. You know, I love another part of this because it does talk about, it uses the word forsaken, which to me is really, really powerful because forsaken speaks to something a little bit different even than what we've been talking about. Forsaken doesn't mean that you've lost your passion. You've forsaken it. You haven't lost your enthusiasm. You've left it. You walked away from all the things in your life that God has called you to and given you freely. We've chose to sat here comfortable. We've chose to sat here complacent instead of walking out our purpose for God. Consider what you had and how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. You know, repent is great because it's also an action. We're talking about doing things you did at first, but repent is the first action there. Repent literally just means turn away from. If you're going to turn away from something, you're clearly turning to something. Hopefully, you're turning back to God. You're turning back to passion. You're turning back to enthusiasm about what he's called you to. Because remember, you can trust him daily, you can walk with him daily, and you can worship him daily doing the things you did at first, and get back into that place. Remember, there are two types of people. Those who choose to let them circumstances 
COVID, fear, panic, heck, the election that we've been going through, the social status, whatever it is, you can choose to let those circumstances influence your posture, influence your heart, influence your passion for serving, your passion for God. You can let those bad things, those rough things, those hard parts in your life influence your enthusiasm. Or you can be one of those other people who choose to let their enthusiasm their dwelling in God, their presence of God, the great things that they have in their hearts and in their minds influence their entire world. Be like Miss Sylvia, who's just excited no matter what's going on. She's so enthusiastic, and you can feel it. You can be one of those two people. And I'm sure a lot of this is coming down to, you know, that we're talking about losing it, that you can get it back. But the question is, how do you get it back? You know, in my situation, when I had to look at how I got my passion back, I went back to this. I did what I did before. So when I talked about creating that graphic and not feeling it, but I prayed for it, that prayer right there is the first step. Talk with God. I prayed, God, give me restoration. Let me feel passionate about this again. Let me feel what I once felt. Give me the fire that you once gave me. I had, I had coals that were just barely down here simmering. Give me that passion. Prayed for it. I asked for it. I did what I did at first. And God honored that. God blessed that. Heck, it was a couple weeks after that moment, or probably a couple months, when Pastor Aaron first came to me to talk to me about planting Simple Church. But I wouldn't be here if I let the hurts of the world, the hurts that I received from old leadership, from old churches, if I let that carry over any longer. I could have missed it by a couple of weeks because I wasn't there. My heart wasn't in it. But I did what I did before. I cried out to God like David did. Restore me, renew in me a right spirit, Lord. And then I decided to walk, trust, and worship God daily. Listen, there's not a devil in hell that can come against you if you are walking, trusting, and worshiping God daily. You know how hard it is to be angry when you are worshiping Jesus? It's, it's hard. And then I work at it enthusiastically every day. Not out of duty, not because I have to, not because I have to show up, but because I want to, because I get to with passion, with enthusiasm. You know, this is, this is not just getting to do work because you get to do it. It's not what you do, it's who you do it for. It's getting to serve. It's getting to be a husband. It's getting to be a father. It's getting to be a great employee. It's getting to be all these things because you get to do it for God. And not just for God, but in God, with Theos. Do what you did before and do it enthusiastically. You guys pray with me. God, I want my passion back. I want you to bring me back to a time when all I could do was think about you and let you reflect through me into the world around me, Lord. Bring back my fire. Bring back my hope. Bring back my joy. Bring back all the things that I've been lost for so long. I want on Theos. I want to walk into my day with passion. I want to walk into my day with enthusiasm so the world around me can see that and know why. Because of God, because of you. Listen, there are some of you here right now that have no clue what I'm talking about. 
There's some of you who have never had the spiritual enthusiasm. There's some of you that are struggling to even have any enthusiasm. But you're still here. And if you're still here because something is tugging on your heart to, to watch this, if something's tugging on your heart to remain here, it's God. It's God telling you that he hasn't given up on you. It's God telling you that he still loves you. They're still here for you. And today is the day that you can cross that line of faith and make a declaration that Jesus is your Savior. So if that's you today and you haven't ever crossed that line and you want to, I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. This is a huge step. All you have to do is repeat after me. All you have to do is say what I say, pray to God, and let him enter your life. And I can guarantee you it's never going to be the same again in a great way. Just say this, Jesus, I give you my life. Tell him, tell him, don't tell me, tell him. I give you my life. No excuses. I'm not holding anything back. Lord, I want you to, to live in me and let me reflect you, Lord. I want to live knowing I'm in your presence all the time. Fill me with your life, your love, your hope, your joy. Let me reflect love to those around me. Listen, guys, today can be your day one of your spiritual journey. And that is amazing. If you prayed that with me, if you said that, if you cried out to God like David did, give me your life. I want you to let us know. That is amazing. And everyone in our online campus, everyone on the other side of this, no matter where you are, is celebrating with you because you've made a monumental step and we love that. We'd love you to do a couple things. Post in the online campus that you made that decision today so that someone can reach out to you and pray with you and talk to you about next steps because like I said, this is day one of your journey and you've got a long way to go into everything that's amazing. The other thing I'd love for you to do is fill out a Connect card. It's in the top of the screen on our online campus right, at, right over here. Or uh, if you're on uh, our YouTube, check in the uh, description. It's, it's there. We'd love for you to connect with us, reach out to us. So again, we can talk to you about what next steps look like. You know, this is a great day one of getting your passion for God back or for the first time. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us today. You know, it, it's been great. Again, super nervous to be here with you guys, but it's been truly an honor and a blessing, and, and I'm happy to be here. I hope that you guys got a little bit of something out of this as I did as I was going through it. There's some things I never even thought about until I started, you know, preparing this. You know, today I would love to close this by giving you guys an opportunity to give. You know, at Simple Church, you know, giving is very important to us because we love making a difference in our community. We love being a part of something bigger. So there's ways going up on the screen right now on how to give. And if it's your first time here, please don't feel any obligation to give. We just love that you're here. Again, we'd love for you to connect with us, but that's all we're asking for you today. You know, if you have prepared tithes and offerings, the ways are on the screen right now. We'd love for you to do so. But know that all the cash that comes in, all the money that goes in, excuse me, literally just goes to making Reynoldsburg and our community a better place. It goes to reaching the people for God, for God and in God, right? To make a difference in this community. We've got lots of stuff coming up with that we talked about earlier with our, with our Thanksgiving, with our gifts for Christmas and for kids. There's a lot of stuff we're doing and none of that's possible without your giving. So we really appreciate that. But most of all, we just thank you guys for joining us today. We love that you're here. We hope you join us next week. We'll be back in our Stay Positive series with Pastor Aaron with week six. I think he's got a great message for you that you guys are going to love. But we thank you so much for showing up today. We love you. Have a great week.